I see the stars, I
shall bow in humble song I would not be denied I'll just change the speed up just a little bit this evening 
When pangs of death seized on my soul, unto the Lord I cried. Till Jesus came and made me whole, I would not be denied. Jacob in the days of old I wrestled with the Lord And instant with a courage bold I stood upon His word No, I would not be denied Oh, I would not be denied Jesus came and made me whole, I would not be denied. Now old Satan said my Lord was gone and would not hear my prayer. Oh, but praise the Lord, the work is done, and Christ the Lord is here. My Lord was gone and would not hear my prayer. Oh, but praise the Lord, the work is done, and Christ the Lord is here. Till Jesus came and he made me whole, I would not be denied. No, I will not be denied. Oh, I would not be denied. Till Jesus came and he made me whole, I would not be denied. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with praise. And I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice for He has made me glad. Oh, now He has made me glad. Oh, He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. Yes, He has made me glad. Oh, He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. And I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with praise. 
And I will say this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice for He has made me glad For now He has made me glad Yes, He has made me glad I will rejoice for He has made me glad He has made me glad Yes, He has made me glad I will rejoice for He has made me glad Oh, now He has made me glad Yes, He has made me glad I will rejoice for He has made me glad He has made me glad Yes, He has made me glad I will rejoice for He has made me glad Amen We'll just go ahead and change the word of our service now and um, we'll keep it in the same key um, and let's pull up that song Surely the Presence Amen. I'm glad that uh, even though we have many difficulties, many things running through our minds, we can still have a place to come and enter into His presence no matter what's going on. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power. of angels' wings I see glory on each face Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place Oh, surely the presence of the mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the just continue to play that softly I just have a couple prayer requests this evening um, if you would just uh, remember uh, my grandmother sister Shirley um, she uh, has pneumonia and um, unfortunately today I had to be taken to the hospital uh, just because uh, she was just not feeling well at all and plus had a really bad bout with vertigo thankfully she is at home recovering so we thank the Lord for that but if you would just continue to uh, pray for her um, and also, uh, just an unspoken prayer request for me as well. And uh, we just want to remember those uh, down in Florida this evening who uh, have uh, who are facing uh, Hurricane Nicole. So we just want to uh, remember them in prayer. I know uh, one of our own, uh, Sister Hannah Whitlock, is down there right now. So we just want to remember her and that the Lord will just keep them safe. Uh, we have many who are not with us who are either traveling or 
are sick. Uh, I don't know all of those needs, but um, the Lord knows that. And the Lord knows every need that you have. And so just by the lifting of your hand, uh, with an unspoken prayer request, and if I could have Brother Andy Irish come at this time and pray over these prayer requests. Lovely Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Lord, to gather together and worship you, the Almighty, Him that's been revealed in this end time, Father. And Lord, we just come by way of the blood that was shed for us. We confess, Lord, we've done things that were displeasing to you, no doubt, Father. And we would just ask, Lord, that you'd forgive us. Lord, not just forgive us, But help us not to do those things, Lord Jesus, that would displease you, Father. For, Lord, I believe it's the bride's desire to have that same testimony as you did, that you do all things that please the Father. And, Lord, we just come and we ask tonight, Father, we bind our hearts together in our faith. And we would ask, Lord Jesus, that those that need healing, Father, that you would touch them, Lord. Touch them where they need it, Father. Some may need it in their bodies, Lord. Some in their mind. Some in their spirit. Might even be some in their soul, Father, that need that real healing, Father. And so we would ask that you would come, Lord, and just do the work that only you can do, Lord. Those that are facing the storm, Father, just pray your your angels would be encamped about them. Watch over them. Just keep them safe, Lord. Those that are traveling, Lord, we ask for the same thing, Father. And Lord, we would just ask now, as we get ready for the most important part, the preaching of your word. For we know that that word, Lord Jesus, is going to change us. And we pray, Father, for that man that stands behind this pulpit, Lord, that you would move him out of the way, Lord Jesus. Father, we don't want to hear his thoughts. We want to hear from you this evening, Lord Jesus. We want to hear those things, Father, that would draw us closer to You, that would help us walk closer to You, Father, that would cleanse out our five senses and our our five avenues, Lord, where the, the enemy can come in, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God. And Father, we give You this time. We would ask also, Lord, wherever else the bride is gathered tonight, do that work, Lord Jesus. Let Your Word go forth, Father. Come and have Your way this evening. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. And just as you're seated, let's just sing this. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the rain. He can calm the storm. I know the master of the wind Oh, I know the master of the wind I know the maker of the rain And he can calm the storm Sun to shine again. 
You. 
so much change the order of our service. If I could have the deacons come forward and take up the tithes and offering at this time. Remember the Chris, if you would just pray.
Amen. Just as Brother Aaron comes, let's uh, put it in the same key, the key of F. And let's just sing this this evening. I feel the pull. I hear the call. And I know His Spirit's moving me to give my is calling us. Lord Jesus Christ, as we see, Father, the dark clouds encompassing the world, as your word says, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness shall cover the people. But you said unto your children, unto your church, Shalom, arise and shine, for thy light has come. We thank you, Father, that we have this opportunity, Lord, to come to your house and to hear your word. Father, for there are many out there, Father, wonderful people who don't have the desire because you have, they have not received the grace. Father, we are so thankful, Lord. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. We ask tonight, Lord, raising our hands that you may come and minister to us, Father. Lord God, even some that are streaming, Lord, may you just visit them in their homes. Lord, we want to especially remember, Father, the prayer requests that have been read here, that you may heal each and every one of them in the name of Jesus. Father, we remember our pastor who is not here tonight. Be with him, Father, wherever he goes. Let your word be a lamp unto his feet. We commit this little time into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. You may have your seat for a short time. God bless you so much. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Brother Mitchell. And congratulations once again, brother. <laughs> I was telling him I was going over his pictures <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't go back and do it again. <laughs> 
So, you know, but uh, thank you all. It's good to see each and every one of you. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord and uh, to support the ministry of the word and to show your colors. Praise God. Uh, it, uh, a wonderful day today. Just, you know, uh, traveling, went to see one of my clients and um, I saw people were a little bit depressed. Some of the folks were down and, you know, on their phones saying, ah, there's no red wave. Oh, there's a rerun. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't comfort them, you know. <laughs> I couldn't say anything. I just thought in my heart, praise God, there's the wave of the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> praise God. My king will never be defeated. So I said, hey, I feel sorry for people who put their hope in, in politics. <laughs> you know, because, you know, it feels like it's a endless loss. Praise God. But we have, our trust is in Jehovah. So no matter who is the president, we, 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 we are led by Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Nothing will change, folks. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Brother Barry could not be here tonight, so I had to stand in for him. Uh, I miss him when, I, when he's away because I would have to sometimes stand in for him. So I wish he, he doesn't travel. But um, let's read Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, for a little inspiration today, we are going to talk about the dry, the dry bones shall live. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 to 14. Um, I greet all the visitors that are among us tonight. Uh, and those that we have not seen um, in a long time, I greet all of you. Forgive me, sometimes I, forgot, I forget to do the protocol because, you know, I get very nervous when I'm up here. Uh, Ezekiel 37, verse 1. Let's just read from verse 1 to verse 4. The Bible, if you have it, it reads in this wise. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seat. Uh, I'm just going to continue reading down as we start here. But um, we want to talk about these dry bones. This is a familiar passage that you probably might have heard about it many times. You probably might have heard it in Sunday school. Probably you might have taught it to your kids uh, during a family altar. But I just felt led to... To, to go back to this chapter and share with you uh, tonight. Praise God. So we, we read here in the scripture that Ezekiel, the Holy Ghost took him, and Ezekiel was a prophet during the time of the exiles. Praise God. And, and, and God uses symbols to talk to his people. And God works through the symbols of things that we see every day. So the symbols, they're supposed to bring an inspiration so like Brother Branham would go to Cincinnati Zoo and he sees an eagle that is caged. 
and he brings an inspiration from that. Now, you shouldn't tie yourself with the symbol. You should catch the inspiration. He goes to Los Angeles, California, and he sees a, a, a replica of the, of the sculpture of Moses. And he draws an inspiration and he preaches a masterpiece. Now, you don't, you don't waste your time trying to go into history records, trying to find if those things existed. Oh, Brother Bonham said here this. Those are symbols to bring an inspiration. Praise be to God. Oh, Brother Branham picks a piece of a, a cigarette box and he reads a thinking man's filter. And is a holy man's state. And he takes inspiration from that. The inspiration was the Holy Ghost was there. But it takes something, a symbol, to bring the inspiration. But the unbelievers and the skeptics, they spend so much time with the symbology. Oh, it didn't exactly mean this. Oh, it didn't exactly happen this way. Oh, it didn't. You see, you have to get the inspiration. It's not about the objects. It's like when you go into a science class, we use a litmus paper, we use this. Those are things that are illustrating a certain concept. What you have to do is to catch the concept. What you need is to catch the vision. Don't waste your time because you may I, I might say, you, you I might say uh, for example I can read an article that says the tortoises are the longest living animals and I can get an inspiration from that and then you go and google and you say well actually it's not the tortoise it's actually this animal look I don't care I was just getting an inspiration from something that I read so brother brother made many instances like that and people, when they backslide, they go back and they say, it doesn't mean exactly that. Look, he probably read this from the Reader's Digest. He probably got this from this book. But that symbol is not the word of God. The word of the Lord is the, is the inspiration that comes from that symbol. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he was here on earth, he used to speak in parables. I remember when we, because in Africa, we still are taught the Bible in class, in schools. Thankfully. <laughs> so we were taught, I remember the textbook definition was, a parable is a heaven, it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's, that was the definition that we used to give in, when I was in primary school. But you see, Jesus Christ would speak in parables for two things. One, to make the simple understand him. The people that followed him, the shepherds, the, the peasants, the farmers, to understand him. At the same time, to stumble the wise. Because the wise, they want things that are complicated. Praise God. So God has not changed his pattern. I'm glad with a prophet who would talk about cornbread. He would talk about sort of crackers and all these, you know, uh, things that we know we can relate to in an everyday life. Praise God. So, so Ezekiel was, God took him in the valley. And a valley represents a depression. A valley is a place where, you know, you, you, sometimes, you know, you can't just, it's, it's a dark place. No wonder why David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. A valley, you know, there are three kinds of valleys. There's a V valley, where you, you are like, in a, and then there's a U valley, and there's a plain valley. And when you are in a valley, it's a, it's a place where you can't snip out of it. If, you know, you probably sometimes have a mountain on this side and you have a mountain on that side and you are weak and you are in the valley. 
It's a place of depression. It's a place of, of, of anxiety. It's a place of, 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 of hopelessness. You need the grace of God when you are in the valley. And I want to tell you that no matter how spiritual you are, we all have our valleys. We all have our mountain moments. And we all have our low valley moments. Praise be to God. And each and every one of us have that, those moments. And in the valleys is a place where they used to fight battles in the old days. The Bible says that David, I think he, he fought Goliath in the valley of Elah. The Bible mentions these valleys. It was a place where people would fight. And these were, were real men. Because in a valley, no one would run away. You know, people would just, you know, they would fight to death in a valley. So these bones were probably men that had been slain. These bones were soldiers that had died in a valley. That had decomposed, that whose bodies had been eaten by maybe the vouchers of the air. And these were like, I mean, these were dead, 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 dead. The Bible says here, they were, it was full of bones. And the Bible says they were very, very dry. God, the Bible is trying to emphasize that it was a hopeless situation. If Brother Matt was here, I would have him sing a hopeless uh, case, an empty space. Praise God. So the Bible says they were very dry, which means that this was a hopeless situation. And, you know, if you find a, a man who's just died and is too warm, you can, try, you can say, well, let's have a prayer. Maybe God can raise him up. But if it's just like a bone, like some of the bones I saw on Halloween, uh, you know, through my, my neighborhood, just a white bone that is very dry. So that's where sometimes we find ourselves in. Sometimes I've seen people who backslide until they become very dry. I've seen people in church, they are sitting in church, but they become very, very dry. You come to a point where you can't even pray for 10 minutes. You come to a place where you don't even want to feel like going to church. When you are in that situation, you are in the valley. And if you are in the valley, you have come to the right place tonight. Praise be to God. You can find yourself in a valley in your marriage. Where things are no longer as nice as they used to be. It's no longer as sweet as it used to be. It just feels dry. And the Bible says very dry. Hallelujah. But I, I like that the scripture does not leave things like that. He says, son of man, can these bones live? Sometimes we ask ourselves, can I ever have my children back? They are all backslidden. Will they ever come back to the message? But the question is, only God knows. Praise be to God. Will I ever enjoy my home again? Will I ever enjoy my job again? Will I ever get this? Will I ever get that? We find ourselves in a vibe. Old and young, we find ourselves in this situation where you feel like you are pinned down. Praise God. And that what causes a lot of anxiety that we have in these days. is It's a hopeless situation. But God says, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, all ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And I want to tell you tonight, no matter how dry the situation is, it can hear the word of the Lord. No matter how, how terrible your health situation is, it can hear the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord can speak to the deaf. 
the word of the Lord can speak to cancer. God can speak to any disease. He can speak to any situation. The word of the Lord is able to prophesy over your dry bones. Hallelujah. Do you believe it tonight? Praise be to God. Just let loose. Be, be, be honest before him. Say, Lord, I may never. Sometimes we try to put a brave face. Sometimes, you know, a wounded soldier is a soldier. Say, Lord, I've been wounded. You're probably a wounded veteran. You have been fighting battles for all your life. But you know what? There is a spirit of the Lord to prophesy over your bones. You say, you say Brother Aaron, I've been in the message for 10 years. I don't know how I, how I find myself here cold and formal. I no longer used to pray the way I used to. I no longer feel the presence of the Lord the way I used to. I used to shout and jump. I used to sing specials. I used to say amen. But all that is gone. You are in a valley. You are in a valley. But let me tell you something. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. His rod and his staff they comfort you. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. Hallelujah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You may not see him, but he's there with you. You may not feel him, but he's there with you. You may not have a sensation, but he hears your prayer. Praise be to God. When you are in your prayer, when you are, you know, crying, saying, Lord, I remember the days when I used to go up and down the country testifying of the goodness of the Lord. But now that's gone. Every time I have to see the doctor, every time, you know, there's a new situation that comes, this problem keeps coming back. But you know what? God is still God. Brother Branham made a situation, he had stomach trouble, and God healed him. How many knows that? He gives that testimony, he was saying, I can, I do, I, I will, and I do believe. And God healed him. But guess what? After seven years, the problem came back. And he had to apply the same faith that he applied the first time. And the problem goes. After seven years, it comes back. There are situations like that. Where it feels like it's a cycle. It's a valley that the devil is, is, is giving you to my brother, my sister. But one day, the Holy Ghost came to the prophet. And he says, your enemy is dead. Hallelujah. There was a prophecy over the dry bones. And he wrote a song and he sang a new song. He says, though I had suffered for many days. My faith was not forgotten by the Father above. He sent his love on the wings of a dove. God gave him a new song. That's why the Bible says that in the night season, God gives a song. Hallelujah. When they got the victory over the beast, the Bible says they sang a new song. When they drowned the horses of Pharaoh, the Bible says they sang a new song. God can give you a new song tonight. Hallelujah. Not a song of depression, not a song of anxiety, not a song of worry, but a new song that comes from the word. Hallelujah. Not the old broken song that you are singing, the broken record. Oh, what about my pension? Oh, what about my 401k? What about my job? What about all these job cuts? God doesn't want you to sing that song. He wants you to sing the song of redemption. He wants you to sing the song that magnifies his name. Remember in the Old Testament when they were going to battle. God says let Judah go first. And Judah means praise. Hallelujah. 
That's why we bring the songs of praise in the house of God. And we enter into the word. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. Lord, I thank you for a new raise. Lord, I thank you for changing my situation. Lord, I thank you for my health. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my church. I thank you for my pastor. I thank you for my life. Hallelujah. I thank you to be in, for, for, for making me an American. I thank you for all these privileges. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my Sunday school. When you have that praise like Judah, then you have the victory, my brother. Then you are coming out of your valley. You are coming out of your depression. You are coming out of your anxiety. You are coming out of your worry. Hallelujah. Can these dry bones live? Can these dry bones live? Say, brother Aaron, I don't know. You don't understand what we are going through as young people. There are all kinds of apps. There's this TikTok. There's this, there's this. Can we overcome this? These bones can live, my brother. These dry bones can live. When the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises a standard. Hallelujah. Praise God. When Moses died, people thought, who is like Moses? He had a great ministry. But guess what? Joshua was more perfect than Moses. God does not subject his power. God adds his power. Hallelujah. You see someone, they, 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 they backslide from the message. I don't judge them, right? But if you leave the message, you must have something better. If you leave the message and you go back to smoking and drinking and wearing uh, short skirts, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not subject his power. When, when John Wesley came, he added some more revelation. When Brother Branham came, he added from what John Wesley had given. Well, if you think you have found something better than the message, then your life must be higher. But if you go back, that's not the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. We didn't leave the denominations just to, for a spot. We found something higher. We found a light that was better. And if we are ever to leave this light, it has to be something better. But so far, so far there is nothing. So I will hold on to this until that comes. Hallelujah. But I know that there is nothing that is going to come. I am tired of the dispensations of men. All I want is to see Jesus. All I want is to get in the rapture. All I want is to meet him in the air. Hallelujah. I am not interested in having another man come. I'm not interested in having another movement come. I'm interested in seeing the virtuous son of God. Hallelujah. God says, can these dry bones live? He says, he says, he says, thus says the Lord God, these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And now notice now, and I will lay sinews on you, number one, and I'll bring flesh upon you, number two. I'll cover you with skin, number three, and put the breath in you. Four. There are four stages of restoration. Remember, there was a palmer worm, canker worm, caterpillar, and the locust. Those were the four things that destroyed the bride tree. Those are the four things that destroyed the church. So God, by four stages, he restores the church again. Hallelujah. You can't stop at justification. You can't stop at sanctification. You can't stop at uh, the restoration of gifts. You have to go all the way with the word of God. Hallelujah. That's what we were talking with the young people on Sunday. We say the Holy Spirit 
goes in stages. I mean, in terms of dispensation, right? It went from justification. It was a blade of wheat. That was not wheat, but that was wheat. You see, and then there was, a, a, there was the tassel, and then there was a shark, and then there was a seed. The Holy Ghost coming through those stages. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you have an experience, you have not arrived. You have started with your journey. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, we don't all act the same. The Holy Ghost is like electricity. It makes the light to light. It makes the guitar to sound like a guitar. It makes the fridge to make things cold. It does not do the same thing to all things. The same electricity. If I give, if I give all of you 1,000, your reactions are going to be different. You have all received the same thing, but your reactions are going to be different. Brother Chris will probably say, wow. (laughs) Maybe Brother Emmanuel will say, wow. But that's the same amount of money. Brother Andy, I don't know what you do. (laughs) That's what the Holy Ghost does. It comes upon the people. Some will crash. Some will shout. Some will run. But we won't all be the same. But the most important thing is that the Holy Ghost has come. Praise be to God. Don't, don't be under pressure to react like someone else. You be what God made you to be. Hallelujah. The same gift will make different people react in a different way. Hallelujah. I feel like the way I've been raised, sometimes I don't react properly to things. I'm not, I'm not like a wow person. And sometimes it's not a good thing, right? <laughs> Because if people surprise you, you have to be like, wow, wow. And you start to break down. But I'm, I'm not built that way. But in my heart, I'll be so happy. I'll be like, wow, this is so great. But I wish I could cry. But I, I have no tears coming, you know. That's just my makeup. But I'll be so excited. But someone, just a little thing, they'll be like, oh, brother. Oh. But that that doesn't mean that this brother is more happier than this one. (laughs) Praise God. It simply means that, you know, our makeup is... Anyway, I don't want to talk about the Holy Ghost. Let me continue here. I will cause... So so I prophesied and I was was commanded and there was a noise. There was a shaking. and, And bones came together. Now, the noise and the shaking was not the main thing. It was the Holy Ghost which was the main thing. The noise and the shaking were just, you know, what I, what, what I would call, uh, 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 those are just things that are associated. But the main thing was not, the, the, the God said, I'm going to give you the breath of life. They were, he didn't say, I'm going to give you the noise and the shaking. That's associated with it. But the thing here is the breath of life. And behold, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. They were baptized. They came to church. They did all the notions, but there was no breath of life. Let me tell you something. No matter how good you are, you have to have the breath of life. Every son of God is born by the breath of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the winds, thus says the Lord God, come forth. Four winds of breath and breathe unto this lane that they may live. So I prophesied as he has commanded and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. 
Just think of it. These were dry bones. But God was seeing a great army. Gideon, he thought he was just a useless person who was just hiding his corn from, from the Philistines. And God says, mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. He thought he was a dry bone in the valley. He thought he was just a drunkard. He thought he was just a useless person. But God was seeing the potential that he had put in Gideon. Don't look at yourself. Look at what God has made you. Don't look at your past. Look what God is saying in his word. When, I don't know about you. When I came to the Lord, I was a dry bone. I was very dry. Some of you were raised in church. Some of your parents were like uh, bishops and archbishops. You were holy people. But when I came to the, to the Lord, I didn't know nothing about Christianity. I didn't know nothing about the Bible. I was a dry bone in the valley. And when I came among the Christian community, I, I, I felt so weird. I was like, I don't, I'm not worth it. I mean, these people are Christian. These are holy people. I, I don't belong here. I was a dry bone in the valley. I didn't deserve it, but God gave me by his grace. God gave me by his grace. In my family, we, I didn't grow up in a, in a, in a Christian background. They had their way of worship, but it wasn't like the Bible Christianity. And it was a hopeless case. I mean, what was the chance in 10,000 worlds of me uh, meeting the message of the hour? But one day I, may, I, I was given a book and there was a picture of Brother Brian. I mean, as soon as I saw the picture, it seems like something said to me, this is the truth. And when I read that book, it was speaking to me. Hallelujah. And my dry bones started to shake. And my sinews started to come together. And my skin started to come together. And I said, praise God, I'm a son of God. Praise God, I'm an evangelist of the gospel. I'm a teacher, not an evangelist. <laughs> because once you say you're an evangelist, you will say, brother, can you come to Arizona? <laughs> brother, brother do, you want, do you think you can come to me? <laughs> so I'm good with teaching. So don't let my shouting fool you. <laughs> Being an evangelist doesn't mean shouting. It simply means convicting people. To Christ. Sometimes people get confused. And teaching is not being soft spoken. Teaching is being put, putting together the words together so that people can understand. So, so people think if someone shouts that they are evangelists, no. You can just be shouting nothing. Praise God. <laughs> so I prophesied as he has commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. What is that song that we sing? There is an army rising up. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried. You see, this, this is something that they were saying in their hearts. If you read the book of Ezekiel, you, you will notice that many of the things that Ezekiel was saying, he was responding to what the children of Israel were saying in their minds. It says, they say in their hearts, we are dry. Remember, there's that chapter in Ezekiel where, 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 where the people were saying, our fathers ate sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. And God says, I don't want to hear that proverb. The soul that shall sin shall die. And there's no man that shall suffer for his father's sins. How many know that scripture? God was addressing things that they were saying in their hearts. And remember, when the angel came to Brother Branham, he says, you shall tell them that their thoughts 
They speak louder in heaven than their words. God hears what you think in your mind. God knows what you are thinking right now. God knows what you say when you are alone. God knows what you think about the message, about the word, about Christianity. And he is very concerned about what you think. That's why he sent the prophet to address what they were thinking. That's why the prophet sometimes when he was under the anointing and people begin to doubt, he would say, don't do that. Because the anointing was picking that up. And you say, please sit still, be reverent. Because you see, human beings are spirits. And God does not deal with us based on our outside. He deals with us based on our spirit. And God searches the spirits and the reins of man. So it's very important for you to know who you are and to say and to confess the right thing. Evil thoughts will come, not by choice. But you must always confess the word, the word of God. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I am a believer of the message of the hour. Praise God, I am going in the rapture. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I am going to resurrect you. Who is the resurrection and the life? That's Jesus Christ. I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. In other words, you are saying this operation is going to require the power of the resurrection. And Christianity is based on the resurrection. Our responsibility is to die. His responsibility is to raise us up. But people want to live with Christ, but they don't want to die. When you come to church, when you come on the altar, you are dying to yourself. You are making a decision. You are surrendering to God. And then when you die, then the power of the resurrection comes. Christianity is the resurrection. Right now we are in the fall. The leaves are falling. What are they testifying to? They testify of the resurrection. The whole Bible is based on the resurrection. Why did Abraham buy the field that was in Machpelah? The Bible says that he bought the cave that was at the end of the field. Symbolizing that at the end of the ages there shall be a resurrection. And when he bought that cave, he buried Sarah there. He was buried there and all his descendants were buried there. And Jacob says, don't bury me in Egypt. Bury me in Machpelah. Hallelujah. Bury me where there is a power of a resurrection. Don't bury me in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Bury me in the name of Jesus. Don't bury me in the name of a church. Bury me in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christianity is based upon the resurrection. When they were killing the lamp, it was symbolizing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The sun rises up in the morning. It comes to noon and it goes back. It's speaking of the resurrection. There is no life unless there is a death. There is no Holy Spirit unless you are willing to die to yourself. If any man should follow after me, let him take up his cross. Let him deny himself. What is to deny yourself is to die. To make a decision to die. Praise be to God. Say, so Brother Aaron, <laughs> sometimes, you know, corporate events, they say, do you drink? Say, no. What about uh, wine? No. What about just a little red wine? No. <laughs> you know, and the devil, the devil like, just, 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 just take a little bit, you know, just so that you, know, you don't, you don't, 
You don't look like, you know, you're in old war. But I say, I'm going to choose to die. <laughs> Even if they think of me funny, they look at me funny. That's who I am. I'm a Christian. I am carrying the cross of Christ. I'm bearing the reproach of Jesus Christ. Do you know this movie? No. What about this one? No. If you ever watch this movie, no. What about this one? No. Ah, okay. <laughs> Which one do you like? Ah, actually, I don't really like movies. Look, I'm not saying everyone should be like that. I'm just giving an example. That, that's like where you are denying yourself. Do you have a, a girlfriend? No. What, what do you do for fun? Ah, well, I like hiking. I, I, I call sometimes with my friend Andy. We go hiking. And sometimes, you know, I like smoking. I can call Chris and we can do some barbecue. All right. Ah, that sounds fun. <laughs> you know? There is a pressure for you to compromise. But guess what? There's a pressure within me to show the light. To say, hey, you can have fun without destroying your body. You can have fun without taking cancer in the name of cigarettes. You can have fun without drinking and causing yourself to get sick. Praise God. You can have fun with sweet tea and bottled water. You can have fun, lots of fun, with cracker barrel. I'm happy with that. You can have fun when all the lights are turned on. Well, not when it's gloomy and darkness and there are all kinds of screens. One thing that you never find in a bar is a clock. Right? You never find a clock. And because the devil doesn't want you to know what time you're living in. They will put all the giant screens, everything, but you will never find a clock. So they, they don't want you to think about going back home. I want you to dance, dance until you die. And, and shall put my... Sometimes, you know, we evangelize because we have got new people who stream. We've got new people who come in, right? So, so I hope that, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound like, say, Brother Aaron, are you, are you... There's nobody here, right? But we just have to preach the gospel. Praise God. Remember Joshua had to circumcise the people again because they were children that were born after the first circumcision. So we have got children that we, we are raising now. Don't assume they know the message. They still have to receive the same circumcision that you received. They have to make the same decision. So we cannot stop evangelizing. We can say, well, we, everyone knows about it. It's not about what you know. It's about what is revealed to you. Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Time is running fast and I'm on just the first slide of, of 40. <laughs> uh, all right. I believe in miracles. And moreover, the Son of Man um, says, and, and shall put my spirit upon, and he shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and he shall know that I am the Lord. You've spoken and performed the Lord. The, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Over the Son of Man, take the one stick and ride upon Judah, and so on. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep reading here. So I think we've, op- we've read this one. The prophet says here in, in the message I will restore, God is a God of variety. And Christianity is based upon reven- or resurrection. If I drop this letter on the floor, now resurrection is not put this one in its place, but resurrection is bringing up the same letter that went down in its place again. Is that right? Therefore, Christianity is based on resurrection. The Holy Ghost is based upon resurrection. 
when you are willing to die, then God will give you the Holy Spirit. But don't, the Holy Ghost is not your responsibility. Just surrender to God. You can't say, I'm going to fast to receive the Holy Ghost. Well, that's fine if the Holy Ghost is inspiring you to do that. Because when you came to the message, did you fast to receive the message? What did you do to receive the message? Do you go to camp and say, now I'm not talking against camp, I'm just giving an illustration. Do you say, I'm going to go to camp so that I can receive the message? No. The message found you where you are. And God just revealed you the message by his grace. The Holy Ghost is so simple. He'll just give you by grace. You don't have to wake yourself up. You don't have to figure it out. Just yield yourself to Christ. Just be obedient. Be baptized. You know, confess whatever you need to confess. Just make a decision. Lord, I want to follow you. It's so simple like that. It's not even complicated. It's by grace. Some people feel like if I fast for seven days, then I'll be clean enough to receive the Holy Ghost. No. God is not insisted in your, or your own righteousness. God gives you the Holy Ghost because it's his promise. And the promise is not by condition. It's without condition. Praise God. There are three stages of, 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 of true repentance. There is conviction, there is confession, and there is restitution. Some people have the, the, the last two without the first. They'll go back. Some may have the first one, but they cannot do the other two. Right? But that's a different subject. But there's conviction, confection, and uh, what did I say? Restitution. <laughs> but you have to, first of all, be convicted by the Holy Ghost. All right. Prophet, prophet says, Christianity is based upon the resurrection. Genesis 23, verse 9. That he may give me the cave. I think I spoke about this. Isaiah 66, verse 7. Behold, she traveled. She brought forth before her pain came. She was delivered of a man child. Who has had such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Now, Isaiah was talking about the nation of Israel. When the Holy Ghost shall come upon 144,000. We as Gentiles, we don't receive the Holy Ghost as a group. God deals with us as individuals. But Israel, God deals with Israel as a nation. So God is saying here, who has had such a thing that a nation can be born in one day? In other words, in one day they shall receive the Holy Ghost. In one day they shall receive a revival. And this is the nation of Israel. They were scattered. They were, they, they were, they were in concentration camps. You know, they went through the west of Horus. They were in a deep valley. And God says, I shall prophesy dry bones. I shall bring you forth, forth from the nations. He took some from, from Germany. He took some from Italy. He took some from, from, from Spain, from all the different countries that they were scattered. And he gathered them to Israel. What a miracle. And right now, Israel is one of the most sophisticated armies. So it's the, it leads the world in agriculture technology. It leads the world in military. It leads the world in many, many things. And I was sharing the Sunday school group one, this other time. I said, you know what? The two great, the great, greatest mind of this time was Albert Einstein. That's what they say, right? And he was a Jew, right? And in America, we, we, we always called the father of the atomic bomb was a, was, a, was a Jew, you know? He was so smart, he could speak seven languages. And he had a desk in the White House because he was so brilliant, you know? 
the, the guy that led the Manhattan Project. Just to show you that God gave them those gifts because of his promise. And he said, you shall be the head and not the tail. Now, that's Israel in the natural. We can't be like that because we are spiritual Israel. Right? The Jews are the, the best. I mean, 20% of the Jews are, 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 of the billionaires are Jews. Yet they are just a, a tiny minority. You go to South Africa, the richest man there, I, uh, Oppenheimer is a Jew. You go to Zimbabwe, you go to Kenya, you go to everywhere, you find the richest people are the Jews. Because the Bible says, you shall be the head and not the tail. But I'm not going to be a billionaire. I wish I could. Because I, I've not given that promise. I have a spiritual land. They are a natural church. They have a natural inheritance. They have a natural war they fight. They are hated by all nations. You know, even in Africa, you've got all the embassies of Palestine. You won't find the Israeli embassy. Right? That's one of the things, the reason why America is blessed is because they stand with Israel. And all the nations of the earth, they hate Israel for no reason. And that's the same way we, the people in the message of the hour, we are hated by the other denominations. They say we are a cult. They say we are trying to be holy. We are trying to be this. No matter what you do, they will never like you because of the spirit that is in you. They will, no, people will never love the Jews because of the spirit. These things are spiritual. Praise God. Many countries, they always vote against Israel in the in, in United Nations. If it wasn't for America in the Security Council, I don't know where Israel would be right now. Because everyone that comes up like, no, Israel should not exist. But God says, against the odds, the dry bones shall live. Praise be, to, praise be to God. The dry bones shall live tonight. God says, Israel is converted as a nation, not as a person. A nation will be born in a day. That's Israel. All Israel is saved. But just remember that Paul said, all Israel is saved. Now notice, all Israel, that's exactly right. Joel chapter 2, verse 18. Then the, Lord, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. Now let's go to Joel. I want to read this scripture if you don't mind. Uh, I'm going to close right in the next uh, five to eight minutes. So, um, let's open Joel chapter 2, verse 18. The Bible says here, that then I will, I will be jealous for his land and pity upon his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn, wine, and oil, and you shall be satisfied therewith. I will, be no, I, will, I will no more make you a reproach among the heathens. You know, sometimes, you know, things happen and you become a reproach. Sometimes things happen until, you know, if you start to feel ashamed. Sometimes, you know, you feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in the message of the hour and then things go very bad. Until even the people in the denominations, they say, we are actually better than you, what you are going through. But God is saying that I will make... I will no more make you a reproach among the heathens, but I will remove far from you the northern army. So what, is, what was the northern army? The northern army was Babylon. God used Babylon, the northern army, to come and take Israel, to come and destroy Israel. We, we come to the, to the last days, we have another king of the north. Who knows who the king of the north is? That's Russia, praise God. So the northern army, so God does not change. And if you look, look at the Bible, the compass of the Bible, it speaks within the context of Israel. So when the angel says, watch the king of the north, it's not north of America. 
it's north of Israel. Because in Ezekiel 38, we were teaching this in Sunday school, Gog and Magog, which is the armies of Russia and the other, they will come and fight Israel. But they move, if it, it's a Russia is directly north of Israel. If you draw a straight line from Israel, you'll go to plump to Russia. So the, the northern army comes down. So, so Russia is, is a tool in the hand of God, but it's also an antichrist. Because remember, Nazism, fascism, and communism, they were blended together to be, form communism. So communism, it's an evil spirit. Those that know, when you send books, the hardest countries to send Christian books are the communist countries. It's probably easier to send books to Muslim countries than to communist countries. Because it's a spirit. So in the last days, they come down to fight Israel in the hills of of Gedon, which is called Armageddon. So this is Gog and Magog. There's Gog and Magog before the, 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 the millennium, and there's Gog and Magog after the millennium. Praise be to God. So that's your Russia coming down. And remember, in the, in the, in the Old Testament, the, the Babylon was symbolized by a, by, by, by a beast, which was, uh, I think, it, it, the head of a lion, and it was, it was destroyed by the Medo-Persians. And how many know that the Medo-Persians were symbolized by the bear? In the book of Daniel. It was the bear. I think it had like four ribs in its mouth. And the bear were the savages. The men and the Persians. They came and they ripped apart the kingdom of Babylon. Praise be to God. And today we have another bear. The Russian bear. And these are savages. And God uses this bear. This savage to destroy Babylon. And it's not a natural Babylon. It's a mystery Babylon. Praise be to God. You see, God does not change, friends. You come to the, to the time of Jesus. He says, woe unto you, Capernaum. Uh, 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 he says, woe unto you, uh, uh, you know, those, those three cities that he cursed. He says, if the mighty works were done in you, were done in Sodom, it could be standing in this day. He cursed those three cities. I think it was Capernaum. I can't remember the other two. I forgot them. And, and, and they were cursed. And they, they sank in the bottom of the sea. In Genesis, you have Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah, it means, one means burnt, the other means sub- submerged. Literally, if you take it from, from the Hebrew. You come to the end of the Bible, you have got Los Angeles that goes in the sea, submerged. You have got the Vatican, which is scorched by fire. God is the same yesterday to dead forever. One is Jezebel in the natural. Hollywood, liberalism, fashion, filthiness and one is Jezebel in the spirit deceiving the nations with the wine of spiritual fornication teaching the wrong doctrines trinitarians denominationalism it's the same spirit friends one is in the natural one is in the spiritual but it's the same demons and God will judge them the same but these dry bones shall live before an atomic bomb drops upon the earth, the church of God will be in the rapture. Before any judgment strikes the earth, the church of God shall be in the rapture. The Bible says that he that liveth shall live until he be taken out of the way. What is taken out of it is the Holy Ghost. The sweetest thing that is holding the world together is the Holy Ghost. That's why we say to the young people, receive the Holy Ghost. Pray for the Holy Ghost. Break through in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. All these things, and 
Los Angeles being submerged, it's just a symbol. It's a spirit. You might live in, in, in Africa and still have the same spirit. I've seen people in Africa who are worse than people in America in terms of vulgarity and filthiness. Why? Because it's a spirit. So don't just be obsessed with the symbol and say, ah, I'm waiting for Los Angeles to sink. It has to sink in your heart. Hollywood has to sink from your life. Your desires have to change. Praise be to God. Don't wait for Vatican to be destroyed by atomic bomb. You have to let go of denominationalism from your heart. Because it's a spirit. Hallelujah. Sodom and Gomorrah was a spirit. Today we have the same spirit again this, this day. Where people celebrate Sodomites. People celebrate perversion. And they call it progress. I mean, what sort of progress is that? And people, until people say, I, I have my pronouns, I am them. I mean, that's insanity, right? One person being called them. Imagine, I, I identify as a white man. Don't, don't call me a black man. You must say I'm white. I identify as a white man. But you can see I'm pitch black. <laughs> that's insanity, friends. That's insanity. I identify as a cat. <sighs> darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness shall cover the people. I mean, that's insanity. I've, if I've ever seen insanity, that, that's the height of insanity. What's your, what's your pronoun? I am here. I don't know. I mean, I can't even... <laughs> And it's, <laughs> right now, you can't, people don't celebrate Christianity. They don't want to celebrate, they celebrate. I mean, I saw people the way they had these skeletons on Halloween. Something that is just a legend. But they believe it so much and they celebrate it. But Jesus Christ, who is verified to have risen from the dead, people don't want to celebrate that. You know, you, you look at, these days I've been reading, you know, kids stuff. Because, you know, my daughter is drawing I see how so passionate they talk about dinosaurs because they just have a little flicker of evidence of the existence of dinosaurs. But yet, we have something that is thoroughly vindicated, the word of God. No one wants to talk about that. They believe that they were dinosaurs, they were T-Rexes, they, they even named them. And they have, you know, postulations, this one used to do this, this one used to do that, and they believe that. But if you tell them about the Bible, which has been proven by archaeology, by everything, they don't want to believe. Why? Because we are in the last days. Musicians, if you can come, friends. Musicians, whenever I'm, I've preached for an hour, you are free to come. <laughs> you don't have to wait for me to say, <laughs> don't offend me. Uh, one, one brother preached for a very long time, and I was being told, I said, why didn't you tell him to say, brother, I think it's time up, it's evening service, and I mean, he preached for like four hours. Says, ah, maybe it was the Holy Ghost. No, we don't want to disturb the minister. Say, but you know what? Billy Paul used to take the prophet from the pulpit. So sometimes you need to apply those quotations. <laughs> I was just joking with him. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say we should do that. But friends, the dry bones can live tonight. If you can stand up on our feet. Are you in a valley? Are you backslidden? Are you cold? Are you former? Remember, you must, you must study your enemy. America spends billions of dollars studying Russia. Russia spends billions of dollars studying America. 
Because you need to study your enemy. Praise God. Otherwise, if you, you can't be a, a good army if you can't study your enemy. And do you know the enemy of Laodicea? Lukewarmness. Lukewarmness is your enemy. You are not going to go back to the world. You're just going to stay in church and be lukewarm. But you have to, you have to kill your enemy before your enemy kills you. The dry bones can live tonight. God can restore to you the joy of your salvation. You can't lose your salvation, but you can lose the joy of your salvation. You can lose the joy of coming to church. You can lose the joy of reading the spoken word. You can lose the joy of singing in church and clapping your hands. But these dry bones can live tonight. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. Father, we appreciate your word that has gone forth, Father. Lord Jesus Christ, I feel ashamed, Lord. Just a chopped up message and Lord... But, oh God, just make, it, make, it, make your people to understand, Father, Lord, the burden that was upon my heart. Father, those that are lifting their hands together with mine, Lord, I say, Father, make our dry bones to live. Make us, Father, to have the breath of life that we might stand like a mighty army, that we might push back against the darkness that has come in this world, against the insanity that is in this world. Father, heal our bodies, oh God. Heal those that are sick, Father. I think of Sister Shirley tonight, oh God. Lord Jesus Christ, that you completely heal her body. Father, your power is not limited by seasons. Your power is not limited because of age. Your power is not limited just because, Father, we say we are in the flu season. Your power is the same. Whether we are young, whether we are, we are old, whether we are in a season of cold or we are in a summer, whatever time, God is still the same. The power is the same. The blood still works the same. Father, you are not, you are not a God that works only in certain times. You are not a God that works in certain seasons. Father, even the seasons of our life. You are not a God who doesn't work when we are coming, Father, through 40 years or 60 years. You are God who works all the time because you are a living God. That's why we sing, you are God alone. Through the good times and the bad, you are on your throne. Daniel said, I saw thrones and they were cast down. But the ancient of days sat and to him the kingdoms were gathered. We thank you tonight, Father. We, we, we pray that, Lord God, you fill us with the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit is not just for the young people. It's for everyone that believes. Give us, oh God, a revival. For thine is the glory. Revive us again. Make us come to church, oh God. Help your people, Father. May you breathe life upon these dying bones. Breathe life upon me, Lord, to testify to my neighbor, to testify to my co-worker. Lord, to talk about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Bring life upon these bones. I ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, friends. Brother Mitchell. And so exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Oh, magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Oh, magnify. Worship His Majesty. 
Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings, oh now majesty, worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. All our majesty, kingdom authority, and flow from his throne. Unto his own, his anthem raised, and so exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Oh, magnify, come glorify. Christ Jesus the King, oh majesty, worship His majesty, and Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Oh, now Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Amen. Let's pull up that song, uh, Let Me Walk, Blessed Lord. So let me walk, blessed Lord. Mm, Sorry, I don't think that's right. That was right, sorry. (laughs) Forgot how it went there for a second. So let me walk, blessed Lord, in the way thou hast gone, leading straight to that land above, and giving cheer, Everywhere to the sad and the lone Every day with love So fill my way every day with love Oh, as I walk with the heavenly dove Oh, let me go all the while with a song and a smile, oh, fill my way every day with love. And keep me close to the side of my Savior and guide. Let me never in darkness roll. And keep my path free from wrath and my soul satisfied. Oh, fill my way every day with love. So fill my way every day with love. Oh, 
as I walk with the heavenly dove And let me go all the while with a song and a smile Fill my way every day with love So fill my way every day with love Oh, as I walk with the heavenly dove And let me go all the while with a song and a smile Fill my way every day with love Oh, now He set me free, yes, He set me free And He broke the bonds of prison for me And I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see Oh, glory to God, He set me free Now once like a bird in prison I dwell No freedom from my sorrow I felt Then Jesus came and listened to me Oh, glory to God, He set me free Oh, He set me free, yes, He set me free He broke the bonds of prison for me I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see And glory to God, He set me free And now I am climbing higher each day The darkness of night has drifted away My feet are planted on higher ground Glory to God, I'm homeward bound And He set me free, yes, He set me free He broke the bonds of prison for me Oh, I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see Oh, glory to God, He set me free Now goodbye to sin and things that confound Oh, not of this world shall turn me around And daily I'm working, I'm praying to Oh, glory to God, I'm going through And He set me free, yes, He set me free broke the bonds of prison for me I'm glory bound my Jesus to see Oh glory to God He set me free Oh goodbye to sin and things that confound Oh not of this world shall turn me around And daily I'm working, I'm praying to Glory to God, I'm going through Yes, He set me free, oh He set me free And He broke the bonds of prison for me I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see 
Oh, glory to God, He set me free, yes, He set me free, yes, He set me free. And He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. And glory to God, He set me free. And if that isn't love, oh, the ocean is dry. Oh, there's no stars in the sky, and the sparrows can't fly if that isn't love though then heaven's a myth and there's no feeling like That is a love. Now, if that is a love, the ocean is dry, and there's no stars in sky and the sparrows can't fly if that isn't love in heaven's a no feeling like this if that isn't love Amen Let's put it in the key of F and uh, we'll just sing this song as uh, you're dismissed uh, just remember those that we ask for prayer for and um, just remember each other in prayer as well and we will meet back here Sunday morning Lord willing and all is well oh all is well for we have heard the message Shalom.